Folks, folks, folks and folks, welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I am him. I'm Nick. I'm your host. Is this show weekly? Sometimes. That's probably why I spelled it W-E-A-K, is because I was like, eh, it might not be every week. When I first started, it was like twice a week. Now, I don't know. Life's complicated. Maybe I'm not recovering as well as some of you, but I'm trying. Look at me. You can't see, but I'm flexing. I've got those kinds of arms where, like, I can flex one arm harder than the other arm. It's just always been this way. Is that a condition? If you know what type of condition that is, please write weeklypodcast at gmail.com. Folks, it's been a treat of a time lately. Busy. Seeing a lot of concerts. Working them. Bands. I saw the band Fucked Up the other day. Saw a band called Snooper a while ago. Narrowhead. They were good. Most of these bands. Acts. I never heard about before. I wound up... uh, being the person at the show saying, hi, this is the price. But um, then I heard them and I'd be like, oh, that's pretty good. So good job, music. You're continuing. I'm, I'm, I've ripped through the Nightmare on Elm Street films. It was Halloween yesterday as I record this. Ripped through them. I, I'm probably, hopefully, going to watch part six, Freddy's Dead. The Final Nightmare from 1991. <sighs> Either right after we, after I finish this up, or tomorrow or something. I don't know. Look, I'm a little thrown off right now. I always was planning to record tonight. That was in the cards. But, um, then I wound up watching all these clips <sighs> what youtube is trying to throw at me these days i i'm not impressed first of all okay breaking bad sure i enjoyed breaking bad it's trying to get me to watch all these breaking bad scenes and now it's like tricked me cuz i'm like yeah yeah i'm going to watch a breaking bad scene and honestly it's not the sopranos for me it's not like iconic moments. It's a well-told, intricate story. Whereas, it, it, you know, it would be like if I were watching scenes from The Wire for plot points. I do watch scenes from The Wire sometimes, but they mostly involve the actor who plays the character Marlo because he's very scary in the performance. And... uh Anyway, so it's got me watching Breaking Bad, and now, out of nowhere, it's like, oh, you want to watch this scene from the movie Joker? And lo and behold, before, and I, I, as soon as I saw I was recommending Joker, I'm like, I'm not going to watch J- Joker scenes. I don't want to see Joker scenes. I saw Joker once. I liked it. That's all we need to, that's all we need to say. It was yet another of these perfectly lobbed 
things where something was created so a bunch of people could condemn it so then people who might not have seen it before could go and see it. As in, it's garbage night, okay? Okay, deal with it. It's garbage night. They're taking the garbage outside, so there's some noise. Is that going to be a problem? Now back to your regular schedule. Me talking about Joker clips on YouTube. Actually, before I go back to that, I want to let you know, I can't even edit this properly. I'm, I'm recording this on some sort of free quick time. The program I use normally, it's, it's not, it's acting up. And it's been acting up for months. So I've just got to be happy. What are these noises? It sounds like someone's right outside of my home. I live on a major street. And... You know, it's too much noise outside. It's scary. Sometimes outside of my blinds, I'll see like a shadow, like a loping shadow. And Halloween was yesterday, boss. I don't need that in my November. The scary season was great. Let's move on. Everyone's like, oh, I wish it were all year round scary times. And yeah, part of me does. But you know what? November, thats it rhymes with remember for a reason. It is a time of rememberings. So. It's telling me to watch Joker, and in my head I'm like, you are not going to watch any scenes from Joker, sir. It's yet another film that is fine, but was created to make money off of one group of people saying, oh, this is for, oh, this is for incels. And then the other group saying, no, it's a good movie. And everyone in between. And they all see it, and then it's a hit, and now there's going to be a sequel. Next thing you know, I'm watching the scenes from Joker. And then, I'm watching scenes from the other, The Dark Knight, where Heath Ledger plays Joker. And the only reason I watched the scene from the first Joker is because I searched Joker... And I thought I was watching a Heath Ledger scene. But it was just a Joaquin Phoenix scene. Hey, uh... We all want to kill the Batman, right? Right? We, we think we should kill the Batman, shouldn't we? Well, huh, I got a way we can kill the Batman. And it's gonna be good. That Joker performance, uh... There is something very compelling in it. But, uh... You can kind of do it. it. It's pretty easy to do. You just uh, copy the impression and uh, you can say, I'm an agent of chaos. <laughs> oh, Heath, salute. Anyway, so I'm in a weird mind state because now I'm watching all these Joker clips. And I'm a comedian, right? So... You see these Joker clips, you're suddenly, uh, especially the, the one where he is a comedian. I don't really identify at all with the other Joker, the Heath Joker. I mean, I'd dress up like a nurse, that'd be fun. But the comedian one is the one that scares me more. 
because uh, there's a part where he has a joke book and reads from a joke book. I read from a notebook on stage a lot. Am I Joker? So yeah, it put me in a weird mind state. I had to do a couple takes before getting to this one, which sounds like it will be the episode. I did a, And I'm eating weird. I'm napping through the day. Everything's funky. I'm not unhappy. But it's, you know, in the worlds of Bob Dylan, simple twist of fate has changed the times. I think it's, I mean, Halloween? How was your Halloween? I had fun. How was, what did you do? do? Did you go to the candle shop, buy up all the candles, light candles all around your apartment, screen, wishmaster, watch it with your family? Did you make your dog wear a skeleton suit and then make it walk on two legs and then have put a, ba- a pumpkin a bag around its neck and have it trick-or-treat around the neighborhood without you? Did you uh, take a pumpkin, chainsaw a pumpkin, so that it had the face of Robert Mitchum engraved in it? Did you go to a screening of The Shining? at a church I didn't do any of those things I didn't do anything on the 31st chilled but my god it fell on a Monday and that meant good things because it meant you got Friday's Halloween Saturday's Halloween Sunday's Halloween also Monday is Halloween but now it's optional you know so I did the um, I did the door at these shows with my friend's band Contemporaries in Punk, Fucked Up, presented by Not Dead Yet, Fucked Up, featuring Damian Abraham, former guest, Jonah Falco, Mike Halichuk, Josh Zucker, Sandy, Miranda, great people, all known them forever, sadly, now, I probably have known all of them for over 20 years, I don't know if that's sad, but, you know, if you were 20 and you'd say, hey, I'm, you know, 20 years from now, your apartment's going to be about the same size. I would have said, that's okay. But I wouldn't have realized the ramifications of what that would mean. Anyway, fucked up. We're playing. They're old tracks. From the mid-2000s to like 2011 or something. We're talking Police, Litany. You gotta check out their record, uh, Epics and Minutes. It's got all that stuff. It's good stuff. So, uh, they were playing all that and it was like, uh, especially the second night of it. You know, it was at this vintage store that had been all cleared out. It felt like the old days. You take a space. It's lit. It is literally lit. That's a strange phenomenon of hardcore shows and indie rock shows of a time was that because they were all ages or they had to find a special space for it, it would be at a place that didn't have like bar lighting 
or or concert lighting. So it'd just be like a brightly lit area. I mean, it wasn't that lit. It was somewhat dim, but it still felt like we were in a, a store, you know? There's something so appealing about that sometimes. And horrific other times, but in this case, it was like nostalgic. And I guess this show was a bit of a resurrection of a time. And uh, that was nice. Then there were all these deaths, but I don't really want to get into that. I'll just say, wow. Wow, that's a lot of people. Great comedian Tim Steves. Leah McLeod. She was bands in Toronto and was a wonderful presence. Jen, nice person I dog sat for. And Mark Burgess, an actor who I worked with. So, you know, respect to all of them. It's, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy times. Yet now, now we're in a point where when they're talking about the new normal, think we're in it i think this is the real new normal it wasn't what before they said was the new normal now it's the new normal people are like getting covid and they're like that sucked but uh i guess i'll keep keep it going people are going to work and they're like what i just said about covid that sucked but i guess i keep having to do this this is just the life we're living now and I, I'll take it. It's better than, you know, the, the, all of this loss is horrible, but all it's reminding me is we, we must live to honor them. And I am doing that by having improper posture and taking my time installing a, um, surround sound for my TV. That's what I do to honor, honor the dead. Take it easy. Um, here's some Halloween thoughts I've had. All right. Halloween's fine. It's good. It's fun. In fact, you can be into that kind of crazy stuff all year long. That's cool. Dressing up, being crazy, being wacky. That's how I want to live my life. Liking monsters. That's how I want to be all the year long. 24-7, in a leap year. But, for the Halloween weekend itself, there's no... Okay, within reason, there's no such thing as a naughty song that you can't play. Within reason. Okay? I don't want to be hearing the burzum. I don't want to be hearing the screwdriver. Nothing overtly Nazi. Anything else goes. Thriller? Yes. Listen to Thriller. Who cares? It's Halloween. Bing Crosby. Oh, he did a song with uh, b- b- David Bowie. Let's watch that. Bing Crosby. The way he treated his children made... The way Michael Jackson treated children d- seem nice. And yet you'll all listen to that at the Christmas times. Little drummer boy. One of the most uncomfortable watches you could ever have. 
The first time I saw the video for David Bowie and Bing Crosby doing Little Drummer Boy was the last time I ever wanted to see it, at least. I may have saw it once or, once, once or twice after. <laughs> Sorry about that impromptu laugh. I was channeling a friend of mine named Joker. You can't tell, but... I just put on some cool sunglasses, and it's late at night. Fucking a. Anything goes, song-wise. Ghetto Boys, the harshest Ghetto Boys, the goriest death metal, the grossest punk. Bring it on. You can listen to it on Halloween. Then it goes back in the. Area 51. So, get naughty on Halloween. But sexy. I think, you know, we had it too good when we were making fun of how everybody was doing sexy versions of things as their costumes. Now nothing's sexy. Now people used to think thongs are sexy. Now people are using them for what they were rightfully intended for. Sort of a pre-bathroom wipe. <laughs> You know, you see pictures of someone's Halloween costume this year and it's like them in a thong and you're like, mm, it's very diapery. I don't like it. Maybe this is just a personal experience that others cannot relate to. I, uh, I had a question come up. Would you like to know what it is? You do? Thank you for answering. I'm paraphrasing here. It was essentially someone wrote me and asked, you know, have you thought about writing a book? Nicholas, you've had a, an interesting life and we'd love to know. I'm sure you have some stories. And that would be really cool. And then I was like, oh, you know, I think that would be it. And then, you know, they reminded me that maybe in this country I currently live in, there would be a possible way for me to receive funding in order to write this that'd be interesting honestly i do love writing you know since the pandemic adhd has uh been a little trickier i mean it's been really tricky really for the last six years but um i have done a little more writing lately and i would really like to sit down and there's a lot that I forget, you know? There's a lot of things that I don't have clear memories of. But I think my memory could be jogged. And I think it could be jogged more the sooner I get to jogging it. So, yeah, I would love to write something. It just would be, I don't know exactly if it would be stories, but I don't know what it would be. But it would be really fun, kind of. You know, my friend Dave Hill has written a couple of books. I, th I guess he's actually finishing his fourth right now. And uh, the essay style is good, but... I don't know. You know, once somebody said to me, you're the one who has to write about the eras in the 2000s, something about the era in the 2000s when there were like... 
um, that change, you know, when there were less cultural standards. So it was the era of vice and, uh, you know, the, essentially it was something where like 90s kind of cynicism met with a sort of a new kind of hedonism that had to do with exactly when people my age were becoming 19 and 20 uh, and partying. So a different kind of hedonism maybe than the 90s that was a little less attached to awesome music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Raves. Have you heard the music that's from raves? It's like the best music I've ever heard. And uh, it's really funny because, I mean, I don't know if I would be... I, I think I could contribute something to chronicling that time because I was in a band that was... I was around for certain elements of that and thank God I didn't live in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like, I certainly don't want to and wouldn't want to read a recap of like some guy in Brooklyn talking about North Six and, and Interpol and uh you know talking to Vincent Gallo at uh, Max Fish and then going to the Natural History Museum. But I think if I could write with that era as a backdrop by the way, did you know you'd get my book Treatment? When you clicked on listening to this, did you know that? The amount of friends of mine that I know are listening to this podcast, I feel like they listen to the podcast so that when I go on a sort of an unending, one-ended conversation, they can say, I listen to the podcast. You don't need to say this. I listen to it. I know what you're, I, I get it. So let me talk. And you know what? That's a good tactic. So I applaud you. No, that would be the kind of thing I'd want to write or something. I don't know. But it would be really nice to sit down and, and collect my thoughts and compose myself. And, you know, more than anything else to have kind of just like one thing to do. Because <laughs> I have so many things to, I'm trying to do right now. It's very weird. I sold a copy of Baron Munchausen. The Terry Gilliam film, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, The Adventures of Barry Munchausen, starring Sir John Gielgud. Just kidding, but it seems like it should start Sir John Gielgud, but it doesn't. It's another man. Um, <clears throat> sold that this week. $10 profit. The resale thing is, you know, I'm looking at these VHS. The VHS are really the bane here. I don't really know why I decided to get into, like, trying to resell VHS. Spice World, Titan AE, Red Heat. Brand. I have two Brandon Lee films. The Crow and Rapid Fire. So the this weird thing where I'm trying to resell neat stuff continues. And door jobs, stand up podcast and now I want to write a goddamn book make it stop make make the spinning wheel stop on one thing please I'm begging you it's out of my control the most ironic thing is I was talking about this accountability course 
that I took this ADHD accountability course. Look, you know, it's it's great. It's on Zoom, so um, if you're interested in it, you can write me. I did think it was really helpful and affordable, but I was only able to make like half of them because it coincided perfectly with uh, when I had to work, which is really unfortunate, and I'm not letting it get me down. It's just, you know... Right? All these ADHD memes everyone puts up. Boo! Having ADHD is when you sign up for an ADHD course and forget to go to four of them. LOL, and then there's a squirrel. <clears throat> I ain't having it. Don't give me that shit. Yeah, but I did get a lot of interesting resources out of that. And, um, you know, if you're trying to tackle that ADHD day, I'm happy for you. And more than anything else, it's not something that you cure. Okay? I don't want to hear. Oh, I really got a handle on it. No. Well, you can say you've got a handle on it. Don't say, oh, I have a, it's, it's just something you manage. And you're managing it so well that it's not really causing much of a problem in your life, sure. But don't go on like it ain't a thing. Talk to so many people like that. And for me, it's like not an ex, you know, and I'm not even saying you can, you can't use it as an excuse at some point. If you're in relationships or in work, you know. You can use it for them to maybe give you a bit more grace and a little bit more understanding when things go haywire, but that's where I'm at right now. Is like, I, I think sometimes pessimism can be part of ADHD. Like, you can't, what do they call it? Sit down and smell the roses? You know, instead of that, you're just like, it's whack-a-mole. Feels like you're playing whack-a-mole. Like, oh, now this thing's going okay, but what about then this thing is really bothering me? And I know that's life. But you have to understand the urge to be frustrated with and overwhelmed in ADHD for me. And by the way, I'm hoping someday I get some training on the exact language I should be using. Am I saying ADHD too much when I use, when I talk about it? Because I just feel like for so many people it's a turnoff or something. But the overwhelming frustration that can come, especially when combined with physical discomfort, and I only say that right now because... I turned the fan off in my apartment because I'm civilized when I record. And I'm kind of sweaty and mucky, and I don't, I don't like it. And that's really... And I'm also kind of hunched over, and it's reminding me that I'm really unhappy with... I'm A, unhappy with my posture lately, and B, not feeling good about... Um, in the back, sometimes my back hurts. This discomfort is... 
it's a it's making me live in that frustration and overwhelm that I described earlier, even though I'm really not um, living I, I, feeling that right now because I just love getting up in front of the mic. I just love it. You know, if I were a, a lesser or wiser man, I would have said. <clears throat> You don't even have a knowledge of how to edit this podcast. You can't just record a podcast, Nikki boy. But no, instead I said, I love it. I'm going to give them my raw and filled thoughts. And they're going to die. They're going to die of happiness when they hear my voice. And gosh darn it, they will. That's how I feel. I had a costume. My S.O., my brilliant Sarah helped me just throw together a costume. She gave me a bodysuit. She gave me a ruff like Sir Francis Bacon might wear. And I got a couple of masks. And I looked, I felt good about how I looked. It was so fun. Then I take my mask off, and people would like see my face framed by a ruff, and I'd feel like such a cutie pie. You gotta doll yourselves up sometimes, folks. Makes you feel better when you're feeling bad. And you're a bunch of living dolls, and treat yourself as such. Buy different clothes to try on as a doll has. Buy a house like a doll has. Go in a corner of a bedroom like a doll does. I'll see you soon. You've been a bunch of treats. Not tricks. I'll see you later. Thanks for listening. Happy belated Halloween. Happy November. Flanagan Weekly Nick Flanagan Weekly